Hey everyone, welcome back for another one. <laughs> oh man, getting that Buick stuck at the beach, memorable to say the least. But um, that Buick, we're not done with him just yet. Um, <laughs> we get back to that same lovely vehicle at the end of this story for this week. But anyway, thanks as always for listening and for laughing. I still love hearing from all of you. And um, it's just been so fun to read your reviews and, and just when you, you know, DM or tweet or whatever the hell, however we connect. It's been so great. On that accord, if you haven't followed the Instagram page yet, I now have figured out a way to link it to a Gmail account where you can drop me a note. So barrelingin at gmail.com. If you have a story suggestion or an idea or just a time that we had a memorable moment, some of those magic in the mundane times, drop me a note. I'd love to hear from it. And maybe we could ideate on, you know, what could be the next story here? Because a lot of these I'm just shooting from the hoop from my random memory bank. There's really no, there's no rhyme or reason. So with that in mind, I um, would like to take us to Italy this week, at least in our minds, thanks to our good friends, Rona. We can't actually go there right now, but um, off to the land of wine and a good time. These folks really became my fast friends after a little bit of a hiccup at the jump. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this travel gap as much as I do. Arrivederci. Hi everyone, back for another travel story. So here we go, on our way to Italy. How did this come to be? So the long and short of it is, I had a colleague at work turn me on to these Groupon trips. Now I know what you're thinking, Christ, here we go again with this thrifty travel, but hear me out. The Groupon trips get you access to these great vacation packages that quite frankly, you couldn't touch if you did it yourself. So we're talking eight days, you know, eight nights or however that works. I always get that confused. Seven days, eight nights, whatever the fuck. In Italy, okay, Venice, Florence, Rome, airfare round trip to New York City, which we have to get there. That's part of the story. And then the bullet train between the two stops, three cities, and um, breakfast every day, 1500 US. I mean, are you on glue? And we weren't staying in the gutter. I mean, these were good places. However, part of that trip, you are you succumb to their airfare, okay? So I do a decent amount of travel for work, or at least did, and I had a decent standing on American, but they were insistent, and we had booked American, and then things got shifty, and ultimately what ended up happening was they had called us and said, well, here's your rebook. You're not leaving, you're now still leaving from New York, but you're flying to Chicago for a 12-hour layover, and then we'll boot you over to Italy. And we're like, hold the phone. I I'm not losing a whole day and a half here. And I'm driving six hours east to fly back west to then sit for 12 hours. Like, what are we doing? So ultimately, I called and called and we get it sorted out. And this woman's like, well, I can get you on La Fonza. And I'm like, La Fonza? I've never heard of that. And she's like, well, you need to take it or leave it right now on this call. And mind you, you know, you call into these call towers and you get pushed around, pushed around. So I was like, yeah, we'll take it. Sounds good. It's a more direct route anyway than we even had originally. This is great. I don't know what the hell La Fonza is, but I'm in. So I'm traveling with my buddy Xander, one of my best friends, and what you should know about him is, I mean, he's an ER doctor, which it's a perfect profession for him because he's about as excitable as a, a doorknob. I mean, the, the kid does not get excited about things, and that's probably a good thing, which we'll get to. However, we get these tickets on LaFonza. I don't know what this is. I can't even Google it because it's coming up nothing. I'm like, whatever. She sends me this confirmation an hour later. It says Lufthansa. Hmm. 
Seemingly an upgrade. A German premier airline. Perfect. Fast forward. It's May of 19. We're barreling out to New York City in the morning. We have a six-hour drive ahead of us to catch this flight in the mid-afternoon time. It's an overnight flight over the Atlantic to Frankfurt where we change over and then we ultimately land in Venice. Okay. Everything's working out great. We're back on La Fonza. We get up, we drive, not a single stitch of an issue. It's a gorgeous morning. We're barreling out of here on two wheels. We get all the way with four miles from JFK Airport, okay? Four miles, gridlock, standstill, parking lot. Four lanes of highway, two lanes that I'm stuck in, not moving, two lanes adjacent to us, no traffic coming this way. When I tell you that those are the longest 37 minutes of my 31 years, I literally was like, oh, hell no, we didn't come this far to stop here. Turns out some hoopty-ass Nissan blew up in the middle of the New York freeway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit. We were about to park the freaking car and just walk. Things clear up. We get to the airport. We hop on the jet plane. Next thing you know, it's like this not fully double-decker, but like decker and a half, ginormous Airbus plane. Now, we're flying coach, but Lufthansa does it different. And because they're German, and this isn't me being insensitive, I'm going to call her Helga. Helga is the flight attendant, and she's let us know promptly that we have unlimited access to any videos on the screen here, and we also get anything we want from the drink cart. And so I'm like, all right, Helga, what's the deal? Is this 17 bucks a drink, like the American Airlines? And she's like, no, unlimited consumption. Wow. This is an upgrade. Thank you to the woman in the New York call center for getting us on La Fonza. So we are in vacation mode. And as discussed before, when I'm in vacation mode, it's like, whoa, wheels up, let's ride. So four and a half gin and tonics later, Helga and I have a nice rapport. She's just leaving the mini bottles. There's no reason to pour a drink out of the mini bottle. She's just leaving me the mini bottle each time she passes. And she's like, here, enjoy it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. So... Xander and I decide, you know what, Crazy Rich Asians is available for viewing. It had just come out. We're like, this is going to be a great film. Let's try and synchronize the starting of the movie and let's start watching this film. So we're watching this film. And if you've not seen it, I have to say it is, quite frankly, one of the better movies of recent times. I think it's a fabulous movie. I actually just rewatched it last night, which may or may not have been the impetus for this story. Um, anyway, so I don't know if you've also seen it on an aside. If you haven't, not a total spoiler alert, but if you have in that wedding scene, if you don't shed a tear during that wedding scene, enter scene Xander, I mean, old Ironsides, no emotion. I literally, with my four and a half gin and tonics and Helga rolling by with the cart, I I'm a mess. I'm crying like my first dog died. I, I couldn't get it together. And it was just such a good movie. I digress. So er, er, wheels down in Frankfurt, they're smoking in the airport as only Germans could do. And, um, you know, they have their fucking BMWs, but they smoke inside of an airport. Like, what are we after? So we have an hour and a half there layover. We get a, you know, sandwich. And then we're on our way to, to land over in our good friends at Italy. So we're on our way to Venice. Land. And now, mind you, it's been planes, trains, and automobiles. We got up very early, drove all the way to New York City through a little trial and triumph. We fly across the world to Frankfurt in just a little bit of nicotine in the airways. Then we land back in Italy on a second jet. Now we've taken a cab and we're pulling up to our hotel, which, you know, until this moment, we're like, we hope this is a good hotel. We don't know, but it is. So we walk in, we're, we're checking in and everybody's pleasant. You know, it's mid-afternoon time there, maybe close to noon at this point in Venice. And you know what? I'm geeked. We're happy to be here. 
they ended up getting us to our room. It's like this room and a half. So there's like two, it's like a bedroom and a half, full bathroom, just really, really nice place to on this Groupon. So we both decide, okay, you know what, before we hit the town, it's been a little bit of a travel day. Let's take turns. Let's each grab a shower, possibly nap while the other person's showering, and then let's go hit the town. We're only here for two and a half days. Let's really see what we can see in Venice. Xander goes first, runs through the shower. Now it's my turn. Okay, so let me just paint you a picture of this marble clad. I mean, you know, I understand it. Italians love a good marble or a good Ferrari or a good leather shoe. And I'm here for all of those things. But when I tell you there couldn't have been one more fucking inch of marble in this place, it was like the Palace of Versailles. And I know that's French. That's not what I mean. It was like the Colosseum. All right, fine. So we get in there. And now, mind you, he had just showered. And so it's steaming like a mother effer in there. And so there is white and gray marble. I think that's called Calcutta or Carrera. I don't know. The marble people can tell me. But it's marble floors, marble walls, marble shower, marble. I, I, I mean, I think the toilet was fucking marble. So there is, you know, all these switches. Now, if you've not been to Italy or I guess most European countries, you can turn on and off the plugs. So there are switches everywhere, but most of those switches just turn on and off the outlet. Okay. So it's really kind of difficult to even find where the light switch is or what I'm searching for is the air vent because, you know, Dingle Fritz over here steamed up the fucking place. You can't even see in the mirror. Now, there is a ginormous window which has the privacy glass, but it's the kind of windows that you just open like a door. So, and it opens into the shower. So, you know, and this room goes out into a courtyard. I'm not really an exhibitionist. Let's push pause on that. So, we're keeping the window closed. So, I proceed to get in the shower, and you know what? It feels good. You've traveled all this way, you need a little refresher, and, you know, it's like really steaming up. So I'm in the shower and next thing you know, I'm like, okay, what the hell? It is like so steamy in here, this marble hot box. And if no one, have you ever been in a shower where it's so steamy that the air is like steam and you're having trouble breathing? And again, that's probably a little bit of my anxiety kicking in. Like you can't breathe. Oh my gosh, this is like crazy. It's smoke, but it's steam. However, in that moment, and I have like suds all over my face and eyes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, here's a string right here. I'm in the shower, and um, I'm like, why the hell? This is brilliant. They have the exhaust fan right here. The options that I think this string could be are one, the exhaust fan, two, the exhaust fan, or three, one of those really cool heat lamps that they have at the Hilton, and an exhaust fan. <laughs> so there's literally nothing that's crossed my, my jet-lagged mind that this is like my ticket to town. I kid you guys not. I fucking pull that cord. Woo, woo, woo. A strobe light is involved. An alarm is sounding. I'm fucking naked and afraid. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Suds are everywhere. I'm slipping and sliding. So I run out of the bathroom or out of the shower stall. Remember, it's a marble clad bathroom. My feet hit the marble so fast. I basically ice skate on marble. Thank Christ I didn't go like, you know, legs up and smack my head and die, which that's grim. You can't see shit anymore because it's so steamy in here. I'm hitting all these fucking switches, but those are the plug turn on and turns off. So I'm like one running around like an asshole. And so I'm like, all right, this is going to make me or this is going to break me. And I go and pull the cord and it just goes, Whoom. now mind you, idiot out in the lobby is just like, hey, what the hell are you doing in there? Uh, I don't fucking know. Trying to exhaust the steam from in this room. But it turns out there's a fucking life alert in the shower, not a steamer remover. Okay, what the heck? So I'm like, Jesus Christ. So we, I get out of there. I, I you know, I pull it together. And <laughs> we're like, okay, we're out of here. We're going to go hit the town. 
So we get out into Venice. Well, no, no, no. We go down to the lobby and I guarantee you the guy was like, so I had to get a map, right? So we go to the front reception desk and this dude, really chill Italian guy who knew some pretty good English. And I had a watch on. I typically wear a watch when I travel, hence Iceland and the time zones. We recall that mess. However, I have this wooden clock on, which I've gotten more compliments on this wooden watch. It's like a $35 watch from one of those pagodas in the mall. I think Dakota Watch Company, shout out. Uh, anyway, I'm wearing this watch and he had like a little bit of an Italian accent, obviously, duh, we're in Italy. And he goes, nice clock. And my paranoid ass self, because I just had pulled a life alert and was naked and afraid, thought he said nice, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, like, did they have, did the cameras turn on as soon as you pull the life alert? Like, if I expose myself down Italy? <laughs> and so, turns out he said clock. You know, I would have used the word watch if it were me. But either way, a compliment's a compliment. We keep it moving. Get the map. Chat. <laughs> so... We ended up going around Venice and, you know, it's a great, cool town to see. But once you've seen it, you've seen it. And next up, Florence. So <laughs> we get on this train, get to Florence. And I absolutely just fell in love with Florence. We had the coolest hotel again, again, with the life alert strings. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. I don't think so. So we ended up just, you know, the, the rest of the trip actually was just like, as you would expect in Italy, you fall into these hole in the wall places with the best Naki for nine euros, wine aplenty, you know, there is just nothing but uh, carbs and chaos, <laughs> you know, and everyone's so friendly. I mean, just such the coolest damn culture, so preserved. And so we ended up arriving finally in Rome. And Rome was cool. But don't get me wrong, like most of these big European cities, they have so much Americanization in a way. Um, there's just so many people speaking English and you walk into a store and you hear Lady Gaga and it's like, uh, this isn't exactly what I had envisioned, but um, it was still great. We got to see the Colosseum. We saw the Vatican, um, you know, all the touristy things <laughs> that you do. Funny thing though, about leaving um, the Vatican and I can own this, <laughs> this is historically accurate, but like, you know, you, beautiful, right? I get it, you know, raised Catholic, and I, you know, fallen now. <laughs> but anyway, you still can appreciate just the sign, the scenery of it all. And, you know, you're truly in the Sistine Chapel. I mean, this, this is like wild. But we leave there and, you know, we had to wait an hour to get in. It was a three hour tour like Gilligan, you're shuffled around like a goddamn, you know, cattle. And then by the end of it, like I'm starving. And so I will agree with the Snickers people. I am not me when I'm hungry. <laughs> and so we get out of there. And again, I usually the dad of these trips, the planner got the fucking, you know, map. I'm always the one figuring things out. And I don't mind that. That's typically a role that I naturally assume. But there are sometimes you're like, it'd be great for someone to just be like, this is the restaurant we're going to eat this pizza. And you're like, cool. So I'm decision fatigued. I'm also fatigued. I haven't eaten. And so we're walking down this promenade and I was like, where do you want to eat? He's like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, well, what about here? And he's like, oh, actually not here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I think that happened one other time. And I finally just like plopped down at a restaurant. I was like, I'm eating here. And then I don't know if I wanted pizza or if I wanted chicken parm or something, but they ended up not having at the second place what I wanted. So then I was like, no, we're not eating here. Ultimately, you know, I did have a little bit of a mini meltdown. And so I can own that. We're not perfect here. Um, so we ultimately get food and an overpriced Coca-Cola. And I'm gassed back up, right? Got my sugar fix. I'm in. 
And the rest of the trip was truly great. Um, flew home and um, back to the car saga, back to that Buick from last week, it was parked at the bottom of my driveway waiting to be turned in for my next lease. And I drove back home to a completely dead vehicle. So at the bottom of my Pittsburgh driveway, which couldn't be steeper if I had paid anybody, I have a dead Buick pointed nose down, i.e. towing an all-wheel drive car is already difficult enough because you need a flatbed truck. Towing a dead all-wheel drive car at the bottom of a Pittsburgh driveway with the nose, i.e. engine, away from the pickup site, no bueno, to quote my friends in Italy. Is that Italian? Bueno. Yeah. No. Is that Spanish? I don't fucking know. Anyway, (laughs) I don't actually know. Bueno? That's Spanish. No, yeah, fuck. Okay, whatever. Don't just whatever. This isn't an English class. So anyway, I immediately slapped back to reality after a great eight days, eight nights, as discussed in Italy. I met with you know adulting one hundred and one and a dead Buick in the driveway. So my life will always keep me hum- humble. And that car was not barreling out of here on two wheels. I can assure you that um, it was dead. So anyway, I tell you that story because I just thought that was the funniest scenario. Like here we are finally arriving in this calm, pristine, what seems to be, you know, quaint Venice. And I'm pulling the life alert within five minutes flat. Like, What are we after? Anyway, I hope you got a good giggle out of that one. I sure did. Okay, bye. Okay, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little escape to Italy as much as I did. I, quite frankly, would go back tomorrow if I could. I do want to correct myself. No bueno is Spanish. Thank you very much. Non bene is what I was searching for for my Italian friends. So the Buick in the precarious position that it was, was was non bene. (laughs) Okay. God love that vehicle. From shredding the tires last week to dying in my uh, driveway at, at its end and being towed on this really nuts flatbed, which I'll share a video of. Just really, it was a ride or die <laughs> until it died. Anyway, I, I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope you're laughing, heading off into the weekend. Um, if you're celebrating Easter with your family this weekend, I hope you have a great time. I hope the bunny leaves you something real good, that you find some Easter eggs out in the bushes, um, <laughs> and uh, that you have fun this weekend. All right, everybody, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>